This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. It was crop report week this week with USDA putting out a data dump on Wednesday. According to the USDA's National Ag Statistics Service, U.S. corn for grain production in 2021 increased 7% from the previous year at 15.1 billion bushels. Average corn yield unchanged from the November estimate, a record high 177 bushels per acre. U.S. soybean production totaled 4.4 billion bushels, an increase of 5% from the previous year. Average soybean yield slightly higher than the November estimate at just over 51 bushels per acre. USDA made only minor changes in the quarterly stocks report. Corn stocks as of December 1st pegged at 11.6 billion bushels, up from 11.3 billion a year ago. Soybean stocks are listed at 3.15 billion bushels, up from 2.95 billion bushels last year. Wheat stocks at 1.4 billion bushels, down from 1.7 billion bushels a year ago. USDA lowered South American corn production due to lingering drought conditions by reducing Brazil's production from 118 million metric tons to 115 million tons. Argentina's production was cut from 54.5 million to 54 million. USDA cut Brazil's soybean production estimate from 144 million tons to 139 million metric tons. USDA cut Argentina's soybean production from 49.5 million metric tons to 46.5 million tons in Wednesday's supply and demand report. While that report failed to provide any fireworks that the market to most market traders were expecting, Utterback Marketing President Bob Utterback called that report a yawner. Well, everybody, I think, was preparing for an event post-report, and I would suggest to you that there's nothing in the report that's wildly outside the norm on the domestic or global position so far, and I haven't seen all the numbers yet, but so far it doesn't look like there's anything that's going to perpetuate a massive bullish rally or a massive bearish rally, so you've got to go back to continuation trend. U.S. 2021 corn production estimated at 15.1 bushels per acre, a yield of 177 bushels per acre. USDA left the season average corn price unchanged at 545 per bushel. The wheat projection for the 21-22 ending stocks was raised 30 million bushels to 628 million, still down 26% from last year. Season average farm price for wheat raised 10 cents a bushel at 715 per bushel. And soybean ending stocks were estimated at 350 million bushels. USDA pegged the season average soybean price at $12.60 per bushel. That's up 50 cents from the December report. Northern Crops Marketing and Investments President Brad Paulson said wheat seemed to be the bigger story for him in Wednesday's supply-demand report. Crop report was somewhat uneventful, but they did raise wheat stocks uh, up uh, 45 million bushels due to poor exports through the last month or so. So that kind of hit the wheat market. And uh, wheat acres, the acreage is only up 750,000. Hard red winter wheat just up 300,000. Cattle industry also seeing some positive prices, and that is expected to continue. According to NDSU Extension Livestock Economist Tim Petrie, the same can, trend can be seen in the feeder cattle market. There again, we're going to have fewer to sell. Our calf crop is going to be lower this fall than it was the last fall and in the fall before. And uh, so, as you know, as long as demand holds there, we're going to have fewer and fewer. So, I think better times ahead. That's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan.
It doesn't matter where you grew up or how many cattle or acres you own. Farmers and ranchers are important to all of us. So are those running the elevators, the local vet, agronomists, county agents, and so many more. We're all working together to help agriculture flourish. That's the strength of NDFB, working together for a common cause. NDFB is the grassroots organization in the state. NDFB, your foundation for the future. Learn more at ndfb.org. That's ndfb.org. From Roseau to Aberdeen and Benson to Rugby, we cover agriculture here on the Red River Farm Network. Agriculture is big business, and we cover it that way with markets, market analysis, crop progress reports, USDA crop and supply demand reports, farm policy, and trade issues. We focus on the news that drives the markets. If it affects your bottom line, you'll hear about it here on the Red River Farm Network. Go online to rrfn.com. You'll find news, podcasts, weather, and more. This Week in News, I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. The American Farm Bureau Federation has its policy priorities in place for the year ahead. Sterling, North Dakota farmer Lucas Lang served as a delegate for NDFB at the annual American Farm Bureau Federation convention this week. He says the hot topic was the cattle market. We kind of all come to an agreement that, that the uh, cattle markets are broke, but we don't trust the federal government to fix it because they seem... Uh, even more broke than the cattle markets are. So we just kind of, we just kind of agreed to let the chips fall where they may at the moment, and and uh, keep a close eye on the legislation, and and uh, keep our fingers crossed for the best. But we're really not holding our breath, I guess, for any meaningful result. The Biden administration's 30 by 30 plan, which calls for conserving 30 percent of the nation's land by 2030, was another hot button topic during the policy session. American Farm Bureau President Zippy Duvall and Vice President Scott Vanderwall from South Dakota were re-elected. Minnesota Farm Bureau President Dan Glessing was elected to a one-year term on the AFBF Board of Directors. The Red River Farm Network's coverage of the American Farm Bureau Federation Convention, sponsored by NDFB, the Minnesota Farm Bureau, and South Dakota Farm Bureau. China did not meet its trade obligations under the Phase 1 trade commitment, but still wants to expand trade with the United States. A Chinese Commerce Ministry official said they were unable to meet the commitment due to the pandemic, supply chain disruptions, and the global recession, but still want to cooperate on trade issues. Despite supply chain issues and a labor shortage, the U.S. economy grew at a modest pace at the end of 2021. The Federal Reserve Bank's Beige Book said consumer spending was rising ahead of an increase in COVID-19 cases. CHS President and CEO Jay Debertine is enthusiastic about the current state of agriculture. Strong global demand for U.S. farm commodities is credited for that optimism. Product shortages are a reality for ag retailers and farmers. Debertine says CHS is proactively preparing for the growing season. Farmers are encouraged to do the same thing. According to a Reuters report, the Biden administration, thinking about lowering the 2022 ethanol blending mandate below the 15 billion gallon target in a final rule. In December, EPA issued their biofuel blending mandate proposal retroactively cutting ethanol requirements for 2020 and 2021, but restoring them to 15 billion gallons for 2022. CHS ended its birdseed processing and bagging operations done in Grandin, North Dakota on Friday. The decision does not affect the CHS Sunflower Royal hybrid seed breeding and processing business or its edible sunflower consumer shelled and kernel operations. Those activities will continue without interruption at the Grandin location or CHS Fargo locations. Northern Plains Nitrogen, the group interest 
interested in building a fertilizer plant in Grand Forks, North Dakota, will be part of the Midwest Carbon Express Pipeline. The pipeline will send carbon to western North Dakota for underground storage. Northern Plains Nitrogen President of the Board and Managing Partner Darren Anderson says the partnership with Summit Carbon Solutions is a win-win. Our partnership with, with Summit Carbon Solutions uh, gives us the opportunity to produce blue ammonia. And blue, blue ammonia is... Uh, just a fancy word of, or a fancy way of saying a de, decarbonized ammonia. And of course, uh, to, as a refresher, any nitrogen fertilizer plant has to make ammonia before they make any other forms of nitrogen fertilizer. So we would not only be making blue ammonia, but we'd be making quote-unquote, blue urea, blue UAN solutions, and so forth. Northern Plains Nitrogen continues to seek strategic investors for the fertilizer plant. The delay in financing allows the project to become shovel-ready with all permits in place. That's a look at this weekend news. I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. Minnesota Farm Bureau is an advocate for agriculture, driven by the beliefs and policies of its members. You can see that advocacy work at the local, state, and national level on issues ranging from property taxes and private property rights to infrastructure and environmental regulations. Minnesota Farm Bureau is committed to supporting and protecting the farm families that produce our food, fiber, and energy. For more information, visit fbmn.org. World Weather Incorporated Senior Meteorologist Drew Lerner is your trusted source for agricultural weather. From the Northern Plains, we will see a little pocket of additional cooling taking place in the northeast corner of North Dakota and northwestern Minnesota. To South America, it looks like Argentina will be dry for a few more days, and Brazil will see scattered showers and thunderstorms benefiting many crop areas. Drew Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Outside of the winter storm system currently moving through the northern plains and Midwest, World Weather Incorporated expects a quieter weather pattern over the next few days. The winter storm currently in the Dakotas, Minnesota and Iowa will continue to push southward and eastward over the rest of the weekend. Up to six inches of snow is expected over parts of the Dakotas, Minnesota and northern Iowa. Occasional light snow can be expected through next Thursday across the Northern Plains and Canadian prairies, but accumulations are expected to be minimum. The driest areas of Paraguay, southern Brazil, and northern Argentina are expected to receive better rains and cooler temperatures beginning Sunday and continuing through the next week. World Weather Incorporated says a shift in the weathered pattern will bring daily rounds of rain, with most areas receiving 1 to 4 inches of rain by the end of next week. Daytime highs are expected to be mostly in the mid-70s to middle 80s. Rains are expected to fall across the driest areas of southern Brazil and northern Argentina beginning Sunday into Monday. Clayton Pope Commodities President expects a volatile market Monday evening. If that verifies, I would think when we come back Monday night, you would see a little further drop here. But uh, it's, it's still early, and you know that wouldn't necessarily be the crushing blow to the market by any means. But I think it'd take another another pullback if that if that rain verifies. Soybean harvest has begun in Mato Grosso and Paraná, according to Brazilian egg consultancy Agrural. Agrural says farmers in Paraná have begun harvesting in the areas hit hardest by drought and early yield reports are widely variable. 
Early reports out of Mato Grosso show good yields but some damage from excess moisture. Last week, AgRural lowered its Brazilian soybean harvest estimate to 133.4 million metric tons. USDA is currently estimating Brazil's soybean crop at 144 million metric tons. La Nina conditions are expected to begin weakening at the end of January. However, World Weather Incorporated senior egg meteorologist Drew Lerner doesn't expect it to be a rapid weakening. In fact, uh, NOAA recently suggested in their forecast models that La Nina could be with us through May and into June. And if that's the case, there's another bias that tends to be with us during those years, and that is for the plains to continue to be dry, the central and southern plains in particular, and that there is a progression of the, uh, the dryness into the western corn belt as well. Lerner thinks the northern plains will enter into spring in fairly good shape. The concern that I have, though, is with the dryness building up to the south, when we do start getting into the warm season, we'll probably build a ridge of high pressure into the middle of the U.S. a lot sooner than we normally would. And so eventually, in the May-June time period, we'll probably push the drier and warmer bias back to the north again. And so we may get started with our planting doing fairly well and have good moisture, maybe even some timely rain into June perhaps. But I think the summer could end up uh, being coming a little bit warm and dry on us again, so we'll have to kind of keep an eye on that. A survey of 21 market analysts by the Wall Street Journal estimates corn production in Wednesday's USDA supply and demand report at just over 15 billion bushels. Yield is estimated at 177.1 bushels per acre. Analysts estimate corn acreage at 85.2 million acres. That's compared to USDA's December estimates at just over 15 billion bushels on a yield of 177 bushels per acre and 85.1 million harvested acres. That's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Minnesota farm business management instructors like Betsy Jensen work with you to reach your farm financial goals. I know farmers don't like numbers. You guys want to be an attractor, and I get that. That's why you work with somebody in farm business management, because I love to work on numbers. And so between the two of us, we can work out a plan. You give me some production info, I help you with the financials, and most importantly, we keep the bankers happy. Minnesota farm business management instructors come right to your farm. Online options also available. Find out more at agcentric.org. Serving farmers from Foston, Monoman, Ada, Crookston, and Thief River Falls to Jamestown, Langdon, Devils Lake, Castleton, Mayville, and Grafton. This is the Red River Farm Network. Agriculture is big business, and we cover it that way with markets, market analysis, crop progress reports, USDA reports, farm policy, and trade issues. If it affects your bottom line, you'll hear about it on the Red River Farm Network. Go online or on your smartphone to rrfn.com. You can click on news, podcasts, radio stations, and more.